Welcome to On Course, the teaching ministry of Pastor Hart Ramsey. And the wisdom of God transcends, it lifts you over. Where we offer simple biblical insight into some of life's most pressing issues. Love is a manifestation of strength. The Holy Spirit produces nothing but strength in us. I want to show you. Prepare for the next few minutes to be encouraged, enlightened, and inspired. Let's join Pastor Ramsey and get on course. What's going on, family? It's your man, Gerard Bonner of Bonnerfied Radio, and this is On Course with Heart Ramsey. And of course, these sessions we like to call Heart to Heart, where you get the opportunity to hear from the heart of Pastor Heart Ramsey, downloaded straight into your heart about current events and life and love and all those kinds of things. We love it, and I hope you do too. Pastor Heart, how are you, sir? I'm doing well, Gerard. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. So I want to talk politics a little bit because um, recently, again, you know, I, I have been amazed over these last almost two months now uh, of the Trump administration of how much has happened within this administration. We've seen people resign. We've seen, you know, the latest we saw uh, one of the U.S. attorneys was fired. Um, we've seen people uh, give alternative facts. We've seen people, uh, I don't know, mislead the public and, and not call it lies. And now right. there's uh, Steve King who puts out this tweet uh, talking about we can't restore our civilization with somebody else's babies. <laughs> wow. What is going on uh, with these folks? Listen to me. First of all, I, I, I got wind of that uh, first thing. Uh, uh, and and I, I'll tell you this. I am in a way. Let's 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 look at what it is. Yeah. For the first time, our, our what we suspected, but they have denied is now being confirmed. Absolutely. OK, now, now I want to talk about that and I want to be, be, uh, be um, careful of how I dress. This. So I want to I want I want to take a, a strange segue. So okay. I want to see the movie Get Out. Yes. <laughs> what a segue. And I don't and I'm not going to give it away because many have not seen it. But I'll tell you something. I sat in that movie just spellbound. Wow. At the way. At the subliminal messages, the way the way it was articulated, the, the, something a very very um, um, this this is not a new conversation that that was had in this movie, but the way it was it was um, uh, depicted and, and presented, it was just it was well done, masterfully done. Right. Um, I want uh, with that I go back to um, the Steve King thing. They believe that this dog whistle of a mantra called MAGA, make America great again. Mm -hmm. they, what, they, what they're believing is that America was great when it was dominated by, by white supremacy. Right. Where, where the average American was considered to be a white person and, and that the, the all, everyone that was not in the white um, stream of things were peripheral citizens that were there for for improper use, mm. for forced labor, for for uh, whatever they had in mind. The good thing about what's happening now is is, is that they're being honest. Finally, right. And now, but I want you to notice something. Whenever the, whenever they challenged on explaining it, 
A couple things happen. If you pay attention, number one is that they can't, they never answer the question. Right. And it's, the reason is because they don't know how to, they can't. Because in order to answer the questions that they've been asked, honestly, they have to admit their bigotry. They have to admit their racism and their supremacy white mentality, the white supremacy mentality. And But the scariest part of the entire thing, Gerard, is that these are evangelical Christians predominantly. Right. These are, now, now it's the, the scare, what's the scare most Christians is that this is the way they perceive Christianity. Mm-hmm. And this this depiction of Jesus as, as this um, um, straight white male, and, and I say straight only, only to add that because that is considered the, the, the top tier of American citizenship. Right. Wow. Wow. What, what is happening is what we're seeing is, and, and really this is the Lord's doing, and it's marvelous in my eyes for this simple reason, is that while, we, we, while we, we're, angry at the Trump administration for, for all, everything that they do is, is against who we say we are. The truth of the matter is this, was, this is the underbelly of American culture. This is what we've been screaming about and nobody's been listening. Mm. This very thing that they're doing publicly is what they've been doing privately. It's been accepted privately and now it's in public. And you're getting to see who people are because silence is complicity. When you are silent about it, especially all the people that I love you, brother, I love you, but they're not saying anything, right. they should be more appalled than we are. Right. Do you know why? Because if they don't feel the way this guy, Steve King, feels, then they're being misrepresented. Right, right. And that misrepresentation should bother them. It's funny because these are the same people who were often silent over the last four years when we saw, you know, all of the Black Lives Matter movement really rise yep. up. They were silent then. They didn't say anything in their churches then. And right. now, you know, the silence is almost approval unless right. you kind of poke them real tight. Right. You know, right. Remember, Gerard, I said this on one of the previous um a podcast, I, I said that um, racism is the church's baby. Whenever right. racism gets in trouble, it comes home. It, it comes to church and it, it looks, seeks for scriptural ammunition. Mm-hmm. And one of the things now you're seeing, the, one of the biggest, I think, and I, call, I say dog whistle because um, only certain people realize what is being said. Be careful of this thing about you, uh, unity. Mm. Stop, stop being divisive. So what? here's the crazy part. When, when the Trump administration is being divisive, then no one addresses it. They're silent. Right. But when we stand up and resist it, now they tell us we're being, be careful of that. That right there, that, that deceptive, it, it's, it's demonic and, and the Lord hates that spirit. It's yeah. a lying spirit. Absolutely. Um, it's, it's a spirit that will have you to believe that, that your contention with the status quo makes you unspiritual. Wow. Yeah, that what what Steve King said. And I go back to his his tweet. What he said is basically basically the way they see it. This entire "Make America Great Again" movement is saying to put every other people group back in their places so we could conduct business as usual. Mm, really, that's what it is. And you know, and and I really there's so much I can say about this, but I'll say this: it's offensive. Yeah. Um, I, it makes I'm I'm really disappointed with white leadership in the church. With what with the prominent figures that are white that, that are being silent about this, I'm very disappointed with them. Um, I, I make no bones about calling them out. You, if you look at my Twitter timeline, I, I've, I've chosen to address it, uh, the political stuff more on Twitter than on Facebook. Yeah, because it, I, I want to limit myself to 140 characters. Right, right. Um, um, but there are people who are really put out with me about it. I could care less. Mm-hmm. 
you know, um, um, how you stand during critical time. If you're silent when people listen, you just you're complicit. You're right. in collusion with these people when, when, when you see they're doing wrong and, or they're making these statements and you're not calling them out. Right. Right. It's your responsibility. It's your God given responsibility to stand up for the people that can't stand up for themselves. You know, so so that's a great segue into, you know, I, I think many of us were not surprised, appalled, but not surprised to see this kind of rhetoric and the the lies and the false information that have come from the Trump administration, uh, whether it is this idea of President Obama tapping their phones, which now they're saying, oh, we can't find any evidence on that. And that's not really what Trump meant. Um you know, and, and all the other things that have come out. But this piece that came out from Ben Carson, <laughs> where he was talking about immigration and goes so far as to say uh, slaves were really immigrants who came in the bottom of ships looking to give a better life for their children and grandchildren and great grandchildren. What do we say to this? I mean, it it for an African American to say it, and yes, it's Ben Carson, but still, like, where do we draw the line? I will say, Gerard, somewhere in in, in his arm. Um, you know, he's a very uh, educated man mm-hmm. in the field of medicine. Um, because you, because you're, you're strong in one area doesn't mean you're strong at all, and right. and he should not be over um urban development, housing and urban development. Mm-hmm. He, he has no place there. And the reason is is that he's not gifted there. That's not his strength. Right. Okay? Um but 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 what he's doing and what you're seeing is in my mind is a man who matriculated the educational system to learn and to become really good at being a, a surgeon. Right. He so he's very very gifted in medicine and and what he found is the higher that he uh, ascended up this social ladder, and I hate to use this expression, but the wider he had to become. Wow. You know, we call it proper, we call it well-spoken, we call it a whole lot of things, but really what they're saying is wider. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, uh, um, um, and so he found that, that, that uh, and I'll tell you what tends to happen. What tends to happen is when you start getting to, to certain levels, and you start hanging out and rubbing elbows with a lot of people that, that have a supremacist mentality, when they accept you, one of the things that you you take on is their disdain for people that are not as refined as they are. Wow. So before long, before Ben um, Carson made that statement, he's been looking down on black people. Right. Because to some, to some degree, he doesn't see himself as black. Right. And most of the people who, who are embraced by the Trump administration, they feel that a part of, of their... Um, of paying their way, so to speak, is, is to be able to disown and put black people in their place. I'm going I'm to share a very embarrassing experience with you. And I say it's embarrassing. Several years ago, before I started this, the church I'm pastoring now, I've been pastoring for the last 20 years, I was on staff at a predominantly white church. Mm-hmm. And um, I was one of two black staff members there. And this church was thriving. Matter of fact, I was in charge of the choir. I was the, uh, the music minister. Mm-hmm. And the, comp- the, the choir was maybe, uh, I'll say, 90% white. Okay. And and one of the things that was interesting, Gerard, you being a musician, you'd appreciate this, is that they could not sing any songs unless I had scored it out. Oh, yeah. So I, so I had to score soprano, alto, tenor. Now, um, um, as, as, I, as, as the pastor began to see that I, I, I was gifted in teaching, 
because I passed it before, but I, I didn't particularly like it. So I was, I, I kind of fell back to my musical roots. Okay. What, what ended up happening is he started having these problems with, um, with the black people in the church because they started, they started asking for equal treatment. Mm. They were only allowed to be ushers and, and, and parking lot attendants at the church. And, 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 um, if they were good enough, they could sing in the choir, but but they weren't allowed to be in any other. And this was a progressive church. Wow. Okay. And so um, when the complaints started coming in, one time my pastor and I, we started becoming friends. He's, he was Italian. And he, he called me and he said, man, I'm so tired of this complaining, always claiming racism. I'm, I don't know what to do. So me, because I'm accepted by him and because he treats me differently from he treats the way he treats everyone else, I step up and say, pastor, let me handle this for you. He said, what do you want to do? Let, let me teach Bible study. And I taught a Bible study entitled Get Over It. Uh-oh. And I went into this long thing about unforgiveness and how um, slavery has been over for years. And I went, and I was, and let me tell you something, man. And I'm, I, I, the black people in that church, their hearts were so ripe with God that they felt like, like maybe, you know, they, they really showed me a lot of respect. But I'm going to tell you what happened. When I went home, God dealt with me. Wow. Here's what the Lord says. He said to me, who are you to teach on things you've never learned? Good grief. And so the Lord started asking me questions about, he said, what was the Dred Scott ruling? Wow. What was Brown versus the Board of Education? He started asking me questions about, about um, the Willie Lynch uh, situations and, and the Dred Scott ruling. These are things I didn't know about. Wow. And so I had to, I got up, I never forgot this, I just got in a brand new um, Mac PC, one of the first Macs that came out. And you remember the encyclopedia called Encarta? Yes. I, I opened up the Encarta encyclopedia and started to study African-American history. I wept. I wow. cried and cried and cried. And, and I was so ashamed of what I'd done. And I, I had another speaking engagement at another church. I was supposed to speak at their 13th anniversary. And I was so full of what, what I studied that I, my entire message was about, was, was about um, God having blessing and, and, and having um, mercy on people of color because I was so moved by, by my error. Wow. And I'm going to say this. This is what I've learned. African-American people, and I'm, I'm Caribbean-American, by the way, mm-hmm. but African-American people are the most resilient, yes. the most forgiving, and the most spiritual people I have ever met. And I've lived on three or four count- continents. Mm. Okay, it's true, and and so so I said all that to say this is that when a, a guy like Ben Carson, when he's accepted, that that acceptance comes with a price. Right. It's like the, it's, it, there's a, there's this uh, unspoken um, understanding that once you're accepted in certain circles, you're expected not to be a surrogate for them. You you expect to speak to defend them. So um, Amoroso will say dumb stuff like you have to bow down to ain't nobody bowing mm. down to Donald Trump. Right. We, we, we bow down to the Lord Jesus Christ and Him alone. And him alone. And so and so you have to understand the mentality that comes with that. Stay tuned for more of today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. Let's go! Have you subscribed to Hart Ramsey's Uplift? It's his national text message service where daily you get to hear from the heart of God through the man of God. Heart Ramsey. To subscribe, simply text the word Uplift to the number 46786. Once again, text the word Uplift to the number 46786. And daily you'll receive a text message designed to uplift your spirit, encourage your heart, and empower your walk. Subscribe today to Heart Ramsey's Uplift. Amen. 
pick up the new release from Stellar Award nominees Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir titled True Story, featuring the lead single, It Is So. Pick up the chart-topping release from Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir titled True Story, in stores now and available at all digital outlets. Now let's get back to today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. So, so this idea that some of our African-American counterparts have had in terms of, quote-unquote, having a seat at the table... <laughs> um, you know, and we, we saw that whether we were talking about maybe Chrisette Michelle who used those words or Steve Harvey used those words. And there are others who, who have used that terminology. Um, what, what should African-Americans at this point, we even saw this with the HBCU presidents uh, yes. a few weeks ago who went and they realized all of a sudden we've been duped. Yes. So here's the question. If someone is to get an invitation to come to the White House in the Trump administration and they are of African-American descent, should they go? You, let me let me say this, Gerardo, and to answer the question. You have to understand what you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. The Trump administration is easily the most deceptive administration that we have seen ever. Right. I mean, we have to go all the way back to Hitler to find anything like it. Right. And so he's he, he, the, the lie. They use the lie as, 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 a, as a standard policy. Mm-hmm. So everything for the, you have to get it in writing because the, this thing about the seat at the table, every person from Kanye West to these HBCU presidents that have gone before Donald Trump. Here's the thing. Yeah, they got a seat at the table, but only for a photo op. Right. And, and, and what he's doing, he's making his case that I can't be that bad. And he's, what he's doing is he's trying to quiet his, his white supremacist conscience by saying that if I, if I hang out with black people, I got black friends. Mm-hmm. I can't be that bad. And you, got, you can't just go like Chrisette Michelle. She, yeah, she wanted to for a seat at the table, but they ain't, they ain't, nobody's sending for her. No. They don't want to hear what she has to say. She can sing. She sung a song. And she, what she did was she broke uh, protocol. Or she, or she, she broke with the people that were standing against him to go sing in the name of the seat at the table, and and they, what they did was they shared their gift, and then they were kicked out. Right. And then she, later on, then Chrisette, and I love Chrisette. I, 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 I met her. I think she's a wonderful person. Mm-hmm. But um, didn't she say afterwards that she was disappointed that he wouldn't even talk to her? Yeah, he wasn't even there. But but that's the yeah. point. He, he, it wasn't about him talking to her. He doesn't want to hear from you. I don't care nope. what what the invitation said. Nope. He, what, he, what he wanted to do is to use you as proof that he can't be that bad because even this black star, even these black presidents, even Steve Harvey, who's a well-known black entertainer, will come to talk to me and take pictures of me. They don't mind. So what's your problem? Hmm. They have to be, you have to be careful. Now, this thing about the seat at the table, here's my heart about the table. First of all, we have to define what the table is. Mm-hmm. A lot of people messed up. And, and I talked to members of my family who told me that, that they wasted their vote. After all the coaching that was given about how to vote, these people still went and voted for a third party that, do, that had no chance of winning. Wow. 
And you and what you did was you squandered your opportunity for a seat at the table. Right now, you don't get a seat at the table. Right. What you get is a photo op. Right. And right now, I seat at the table is to resist every dumb thing that they do. And and people people get so bothered with me because so you should be you should be you're preaching so divisively. This is not div- division that I'm preaching. Mm-mm. What I'm telling people is do not be lulled into the sleep of deception. Right. Because this, 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 I've never seen anything like it. And, and, and they deceive. And if you notice that the people who support Donald Trump and his administration, they feel like he's being mistreated. Right. And that what he's saying is truth. And, the, and, and this thing about fake news. Unreal. Listen, um, he's taking the one thing I noticed about him during the campaign was that every I could tell what he was guilty of. You know how? By what he accused Hillary of doing. Right. He, he but he, that, that's the way it is. And, and I, I told my church yesterday that he's doing, he's, he's using what I call the Nazi playbook. Wow. And the Nazi playbook is some, is, is simple little things that Donald, that uh, Donald Trump, that uh, it, uh, Adolf Hitler did, uh, Adolf Hitler did. And one of the things that he did was, here's something out of the Nazi playbook. You tell a lie, you make it simple enough where it's memorable, mm-hmm. and you repeat it as often as possible. Right. And no matter what is said, you tell a lie. You make it as simple as possible and you repeat it. So the thing is, no matter what you ask them, they're going to tell you what they want you to hear. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and, and, they, and after a while, the lie becomes a talking point. Right. And then with what we've done now, we, t- we change the truth of God into a lie. Now, now Gerard, I'm, I'm going to go really deep. Go for it. Here's the crazy part. In Roman, okay, these birth defects, um, these these um, um, sexual same sex attractions, you know where they come from? According to Romans chapter one, the Bible says the only thing that's necessary for men to start desiring men and women to start desiring women sexually is number one, we suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Hmm. Number two, we worship the creature instead of the creation. Mm-hmm. And listen to this one. Number three, we turn the truth of God into a lie. Wow. Go back. Let's go back. We suppress the truth in unrighteousness. That means we 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 take our unrighteousness, and we 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 don't want the truth to be told because we want to continue to be unrighteous. That's what the Trump administration is doing it right now. Mm-hmm. Number two, that we worship the cre- the creature or the created being and not the creator. So people are calling Trump the savior. He's calling himself the savior. Right. Wow. So number two, we've doing number two. Number three is um. We, we change the truth of God into a lie. So we start we start saying that, well, the, the, the Bible really means this when it means that. Of course, it's happening. The liberals are doing it. But when the church starts doing it, that makes it official. Wow. And those three things are what it, what it takes. And, and here's the question that's worth a million dollars. If homosexuals can't reproduce, how do they keep multiplying? And here's mm-hmm. the answer. Because the church refuses to embrace the people that struggle with same sex with love. We refuse to do what God says to do and receive. Jesus died for them too. Yes. The, the blood of Jesus covers their, you, you know, a, a young man reached out to me this morning. He said, Pastor, I, I, I feel like I'm delivered from homosexuality, but I still have the desires. And I said, listen, I said, you have to resist your homosexual desires like a married man has to resist his adulterous desires. Right. It's their works of the flesh. They're listed as the works of the flesh, right. both adultery and homosexuality. Right. Um, you know, I, 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 I tweeted this the other day that the that the, 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 the Bible says a lie is more time. The, the lie is listed more times in Scripture as an abomination unto God than any of the other sin. Mm hmm. 
homosexuality is listed twice. The, the lie is mentioned no less than five times as the, it's the number one abomination to the Lord. Wow. The misrepresentation of truth. Wow. But we do it all the time. And, and then we give ourselves cause where we want to stand against this, this evil. Well, lying is evil, too. Right. Because if you, if you can't put your finger on the truth. And, and the thing that gets me again, I want to I'm harp on this, is that you could tell they're lying. But when you ask them a question then from from the president down his chain, um, um, Vice President Pence, mm -hmm. everyone that speaks for him, um, Sean Spicer, every one of them, when you ask them a question, they never answer the question. Never. It's demonic. It, it really is. And and I don't know, but certainly when I see Sean Spicer, I just look like, <laughs> dude, really? <laughs> like, are you serious? It, there, there, it is, there is never a point where he is actually giving information. He's always on the defensive uh, and it's always like mean spirited. Like it's never, oh, you guys just misunderstood the tone, and it, and it comes obviously from the leader. So here we are, a couple of months into this administration. What should the church be doing? Because again, I I'm concerned that we have a tendency to, you know, we were up in arms uh, during the inauguration, we were yeah. up in arms during the election, and we're two months in, and you know, everybody's back to talking about, you know, well. I'm I'm gonna make a lot of green in 2017. Like you know what what <laughs> what what should the church be doing right now? Because I feel like there are some aspects of of the church that are being lulled to sleep. Yeah, and then that's the thing. Sometimes the the problem seems so big that we say, what, "What's the use? We can't fight the machine. It's too big, or the giant is too huge." Mm -hmm. I think what has to happen is is that number one for those of us who are who are just absolutely incensed about the way things are is that we need to control our passion in the area and, and instead of because uh, it's easy for me to just attack them and call out their foolishness but mm -hmm. after I've done that I still have to pray um, against what they're doing for example this morning uh, President Trump uh, tweeted something and I, I retweeted it with this comment with this prayer father and I, and I was really praying. Do, do not allow us to be taken by this deceptive administration. Mm. I take authority over this lying spirit. Mm -hmm. And Jesus is saying, when, whatever, when we see them, whatever they're doing, we, can, we have to use the power of prayer and, 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 listen, and resistance. Yeah. We use the power of prayer. To, we stand against them. We stand against them through prayer. We ask the Lord for his help. To, to Listen, people say, well, you know, the Lord put President Trump there. Yes, he put him there, but he didn't put him there to lie. Wow. Because of I'm going to tell you this right now. If God is endorsing lying, We're in then trouble. this entire thing that we believe is a lie. Absolutely. God didn't put him there to lie. So if the president is lying, then we have to pray and say, Father, we, if you put this man there, and since he won the election, then we have to, we have to concede mm -hmm. that by, according to Romans 13, by your authority, he's there. A man can receive nothing unless it's been given to him from above. But now you, we know you didn't set him over us to, re, to release a spirit of, of delusion and deception on us where we believe a lie. That's not your will. Mm -mm. And you said if it were possible, the very elect would be deceived, which means if it's not possible. Wow. It's not possible for us to be deceived. We refuse to be deceived. We refuse to be lulled to sleep. We refuse to be divided on racial lines. Um, no one can tell me what. Listen, I am not. I understand that there are certain sins um, that the enemy is trying to use the power of pride mm. to, to, to push a certain agenda. Mm -hmm. I get that. Mm -hmm. And I stand against, listen to me, I stand against um, extreme 
liberals and extreme conservatives. Yeah. I stand. I, 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 my belief is anything to the far left or far right is their ditches. That's good. We're, we're called, the Bible says, let your moderation be known to all men, the Lord is at hand. We are called to be peacemakers, be bridge builders. And so we have to stand in the middle and, 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 and we have to call things safe and call things out and call things fair and things unfair, things just and things unjust. That's our position as the church. Right. We have to stand against him when he's wrong. We have to pray for him. We have to act. We have to summon the power of God to stand against him. Yeah. Because right now he said, he, I don't know if you, you, you realize this, but now he's got, he's got us in a bad position. He does. In the world. Yeah, we are in a bad position. And it didn't take him long. Oh, no. And, and can you imagine, what are we, two months in? Right. In that? It, it makes me very nervous because I think about all that, you know, President Obama and other presidents that went before him did to, you know, put America in a good light in the world and the like. And, you know, obviously the country's had its challenges, but never this out front, never yeah. this, I, I mean, egregious. And again, you know, whether it's arguing with other world leaders or just some of the, the, the crazy, crazy things. So, uh, but before we go, I, I want you to kind of help the, the layperson who's conflicted. They're saying yeah. on the one hand, I hear you saying, speak out. But I also know my responsibility is to pray for those in government. How right. how do you how do you balance the two? The two go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. um, what makes what what affects the quality of what you do is which one goes first. Ah. Are, are, are you are you first in the resistance? Or are you first in intercession? I think we intercede first, and and through our intercession, our sincere intercession, not not about him or against him, but for him. Mm. Now, now, this is what we need. Now, for example, um, Lord, I thank you that you set this man over this nation for a purpose that we don't know of. But we recognize in him or working with him now is a spirit of deception. We take authority over that spirit. We call, we, we, we call now for you to, to show yourself strong and protect us from that thing that's on him. Yeah. So, so we're praying for him. We're, and in praying for a person, you're praying against the spirits. Because we're wrestling out against flesh and blood. We're praying against those spirits that's seeking to use him right. to do damage. So we're praying against those spirits as we pray for him. Watch this now. And then we go ahead and, and when it, when something is said, we don't just let it linger. It, when, when, when he tweets something, I, man, I, don't have, I have no problem rebuking him openly. Right. And people say, well, that's dishonorable. It's not dishonorable. Let me tell you something. When you, when you stand, I'm not called to be a prophet. Mm -hmm. But there are times when I speak prophetically, mm -hmm. and when I speak prophetically, I could care less what your title is. Right. I'm, I'm not going to disrespect you, but I'm going I'm I'm to be the voice of, of, of light when you when you spew in darkness. I'm going to be the one to say, no, that's not the way it is, sir. No, sir, you are wrong. Right. You are wrong. You know, I don't care that, that you have a, t a title or position. That, doesn't make, that makes no difference. Right is right and wrong is wrong. Right. I mean, I believe in protocol. I believe in, in proper uh, um, access and I don't believe in familiarity. Mm -hmm. But we are like David said, you know, when David came into the Valley of Elah, this is a good summation right here. Mm -hmm. When David came into the Valley of Elah, um, Goliath is in the valley talking all this junk and, and the, the whole nation, the whole army of Israel, they're hiding. OK, mm -hmm. Saul is in the in the palace hiding out. And so jo uh, David is looking around thinking, wait a minute. He said, "If I had, if I resist this, what's in it for me? Hmm. I mean, what what do I get if I resist? Because he's like, man, 
And then when his brother came to him and said, look at you, you always want to be in the limelight. You always want to be uh, putting yourself forward. And he, David turned to him, David said, is the, he said, what have I done wrong? Is there not a cause? Right. Is there not a cause? And that's what it is. He said, man, this guy is defying, defying and defiling the Lord. Hmm. And when David went out against uh, um, Goliath, it wasn't personal. Right. It was not personal, man. It, my thing, his thing was like, man, you have talked so much junk about the Lord. You you acting like you're bigger than God. You're not bigger than God. Mm-mm. And David had to rem- and David reminded Goliath, the Philistine army, his king and his king's army, and all the people that were watching the proceedings. Wow. That this 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 guy is talking all this junk, but it's not about him. And that's how I feel about Donald Trump. He act like you know you didn't you not you can't save America, right? You can't save anything, and and you can't make America great again. This that whole deception is foolishness, and and, and this theocrat Mike Pence. I'm a theocrat. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm a theocrat in that I believe that God, God uh, we we rule as God gives us authority to rule, and Mike Pence has that understanding. Mm-hmm. But you you taint the waters, you 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 pollute the waters when you submit to the lights of a Donald Trump just for the sake of oh, here we go with this term again, a seat at the table. Right. You, you can't compromise yourself. Right. I have not, I have respect for people in his administration, like um uh, the Secretary of Defense. Mm-hmm. I love that that he, his thing is like man, he took the job with the understanding, man. I will not be swayed by what you say is right, and I'm not going to be talking crazy like you. Right. And I love the way he carries himself. And there's a couple, couple other people in his administration that I, f- I feel are going are gonna to serve us well. We support them. We we speak well of them, and and um and we push them forward. But when it comes to him, Donald Trump and people like him, no. And and there's a prophecy that's out there that's that's saying that he's going to um repent and with sometime with I guess within his first year of of leadership he's going to repent and he's going to turn to Jesus and all, it's, it's yet to be seen. Mm-hmm. Yet to be seen. You know, and 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 we're gonna run. But the scary thing about that is, if that does not come true, then there are a lot of people who've been riding on this quote unquote prophecy that yeah. it just won't be good. I'll just say that. Gerard, I'm gonna say something that's gonna blow the whole church world away right now, and it's just true. Uh huh. The one of the qualities of a false prophet, yeah, is that it's unless God say they're false, sometimes they're hard to detect. Wow. No, no, you, you start studying false prophets. Um, you, uh, here's the thing about Balaam. Balaam was called a false prophet, but that rascal was spot on accurate with, those, with almost everything he prophesied. Wow. What made him a false prophet was not that he was prophesying wrong, it's that he was prophesying for money. But uh-huh. some, most of the stuff that he's saying was accurate. Wow. Oh, yeah. He, I mean, do you realize that when Balaam was killed, that the judgment, that, that what he was judged for by God was that he told the, the enemies of Israel exactly how to cause them to fall? Wow! He told me just he said just send beautiful women among them and they're gonna fall they're gonna fall to this, um, the trap of, of um, fornication and when they do that God has to judge them because he understood the scriptures he understood the Lord he understood the situation false prophets do that wow. because you could see something don't make you being your prophet of God soothsayers can see right ooh. You know, yeah, I mean, you don't become the re- the way you become the way people end up giving you their money is that some of your a, a certain percentage of, of a false prophet's prophecies have to be accurate for them to even be considered a prophet, right? So, so now you you consider a prophet, and then you start giving all false prophet, and you, people are confused because you've given right prophecy, now you give a wrong prophecy, and they don't know which one. Is, so they keep rolling the dice on you. Oh. So with that, <laughs> right? Oh, what a bomb to drop on us! 
Good grief. Well, listen, guys, we've heard some amazing, amazing information here today. If you have questions or comments or you want to share what you've learned, uh, tweet us using the hashtag heart to heart. That's H-A-R-T, the number two, and then H-E-A-R-T. And certainly if you have questions, shoot them to us there and we would love to address them in a future podcast. What a time. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. Press play again and share this with your friends. This is On Course with Heart Ramsey.